what's going on is CJ the Day Slayer on your ones and twos on the audio side. Upgrade America 2.0, episode 30. Uh, just as a editor's note or producer's note that we did not get a chance to discuss um, student loan forgiveness, especially for the black community. So that is one topic we missed that we probably have to bring up um next go around hope everybody's well all you upgraders internationally and domestically hold it down thank you for listening sharing liking and subscribing we appreciate you peace the button 2024 we're gonna vote from our mobile phones these are my bars for today oops now we're rolling upgrade america i dare you to push the button 2024 we're gonna vote from our mobile phones yeah those are the bars upgrade america camera rossi day to day slayer sling sling today we're talking about bitcoin but as well as uh artificial intelligence and hip-hop whole slew of other topics how are you down in florida bro and what else we got on the rundown uh we also going to talk about a breakthrough in the brianna case or another yeah uh well all we as y'all know we've been covering that since it happened um we're also going to talk about japan's future military um plans Mm. and we're going to talk about my experience moving i just moved recently uh not far from yes yeah, you already know. Oh, I've got some military members. <laughs> and I think that's really about it. What else do we have to cover? Hold on, let me double check. Uh, student loan forgiveness, especially for uh, vets. Oh, yeah, yeah, true. I'm going to talk about the N-word and a slew of other topics that just happened to pop up. So. Well, without further ado, let's dive into it. Like, I suppose I'm going to take this time to promote the book, Believe in Bitcoin. It's a explainer about this wonderful technology that's changing the world. But what's really cool about Bitcoin is it's changing the perception of money. Like, the old way of money was like this... It was something worshipped, coveted, but in the all actuality, no one needs money. They need things that money can buy. Bitcoin is more of like a commodity and it's fluctuation up and down prices. It, it, it's, it mirrors actual markets, meaning the utility markets and, and, and other commodities. Whereas this dollar that can just be <laughs> printed, um, and, and inflated, it, it's not a real perception of wealth. Um, yeah, long story short, money is a tool. It's not a means to an end, it's a tool. And I think uh, Bitcoin is helping us see that and realize that. Mm-hmm. However, from a machine perspective, as we're going to talk about artificial intelligence wrappers, <laughs> it's like a it can be used as a digital tool for them as well. That was a, a, a preamble, but it's going to lead into our other subject about what is this character's name? Mika Mecca? Yeah, something like that. FM Mecca. I think it was Capitol Records came out with this AI rapper that got 10, was it 10 million views or 10 million followers on TikTok? And I'm, un- I'm unsure of the metrics. However, um, I understand Capitol Records signed the character. Another uh, a group of people created this character. So please continue. Um, so yeah, that's my basic understanding too. And rappers, I guess current rappers or OGs um, disputed it and like, what the hell? You know, and I got in a conversation with uh, 
friend of mine, Miss T. Lovely, shout out to her, um, on IG, and we were talking about this, and she brought up something interesting that because of the lack of quality in rap, mm. it's easier to do something like this. And we, we went back and forth, and I also brought up another aspect that I don't think people are really thinking about is that because hip-hop is basically pop now, it's a way to erase the black uh, ingenuity and creativity and originality of hip hop because it's so in influential and powerful. And it makes uh, black people very wealthy very quickly. So I feel like it was another agenda by doing this also besides being able to say the N word without any repercussions or getting away with it or, and putting it under artistic freedom. Also, the guy that voiced the character got cut out of the deal or something mm. like that, too. I think he's from Trinidad or something like that. Um, and he was yeah, talking about said the, it's voice. an actual human's voice, but it's yeah. artificial intelligence behind it. You said he got cut out of the deal? Yeah, he was thinking he was going to get like royalties and rights and stuff, and I guess mm -hmm. they cut it. But then I guess Capitol Record got a lot of backlash for the AI uh, rapper and they shut it down and apologized to the black community. So that's as far as I remember. Um, but I do feel like it was uh, probing and testing, just like we talked about Roe versus Wade. That's exactly where they're doing. That's where record companies are going. So I would suggest throwing this out there that black creatives in the hip hop space, all independent and work on distribution. That's it. Don't even sign. Don't even look oh. to sign with other labels at all. We we have to do a bit more than that. Let's okay. see Jay warm it up because I'm gonna rant and preach for 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 a moment. Okay. Like, yeah. Everyone knows the, uh, or many people are familiar with the tale of John Henry, right? I'm kind of for it's a little. Okay, so John Henry, big black man, was more or less he contributed to the railroad, just knocking out hammer steel, boom, 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 brute force, knocking it out. The tale is essentially he was competing with a machine. Mm, got it. And then they, they had this machine, and then, then there's like he had this epic battle of like boom, 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 they're competing. I don't recall if John Henry won or the machine won, but in all actuality, machine is going to win. The machine will always win. But it, it will be faster, stronger, it's not going to snoop, it's not going to eat or take vacation, it does not need insurance or whatnot. So, but, and there's a whole long list. But why the machine is going to win? Data. So what is, um, the machine has the data. It has an algorithm is more or less is, hey, I have a bunch of data. I'm analyzing the data. It makes it looks at trends. So it's like who has what song has the most listens to what song has the most likes what and then it makes an algorithm It's like, oh, people want to hear this. I'm just going to say this blah, 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 blah. And then it can do it a, a thousand different ways. It can drop a song every other day and people will like it. You mentioned it before, CJ, it's pop. There's a formula to it. It's a certain tempo, certain beat, repetition, yada, yada, yada. So you have the algorithm, right? But no one in the industry can compete with that. No one's gonna drop a song, like 100 songs a day. No, no one can analyze the data like uh, an artificial intelligence, a machine learning. So then let's get to, uh, Let's get you all you dancing, singing mother actors out there. Like, you, you, it's gonna outdance you. We all saw uh, Tupac come back from the dead in the form of a hologram, and he was live at the concert. And this was like, was, when was this, CJ? Was it Coachella or some somewhere like 2018 or? So, not quite a decade, but but the technology has advanced. And when I'm telling you technology advances exponentially, that's like doubling every 18 months. So when this, the holograms are going to be incredible. And when it's applied to the, this artist in, that can 
create songs that you like <laughs> every other day and they can out dance you out sing you all those things it's gonna flex better meaning like yeah artists are gonna have to spend all this money getting their uh, their wardrobe and everything artificial intelligence can be gucci up and, and, and versace out in, in every which manner no one's gonna flex harder than this ai moreover it's gonna be immortal data doesn't die like once they create this thing it it, it, it you have it forever but shout out to nine she uh she brought up this it's risk you don't have to take the risk with the ai it's not going to jail it's not shooting up clubs it's not getting into the drug game it, it, it's the, you reduce a lot of the risk with having a virtual entity rather than a, a one that is flesh and blood shout out to flawless by the way from from the org he's the one who plugged me with uh with this intel but uh, I, I appreciate that but you you reduce the risk from it so do you know what happens uh, when when you sign a record deal usually uh 360 is what they try to go for which they own your rights all this in perpetuity etc cetera, etc cetera. Uh, they get the royalties. Um, usually, they give you an advance up front, mm-hmm. but that's basically to cash flow your production studio, yeah. all that kind of traveling and marketing. So, so let's talk and, about let's, let's and get they got specific into that advance money, right? Okay. That proverbial bag. It's mm-hmm. like so you got a record label, or, or or perhaps before we get into this, let's talk about the controversy around the AI. Right, a lot of rappers are saying like, one, they're they're upset with this this AI, be because of it exploiting the stereotypes of, of black people and it's owned by people who are, are are not black. Right, that's one of the arguments. Hmm. Let's pick any rapper in the industry. Like ninety percent, the people who are not independent. The people who are, uh, how you say, perpetuating the worst stereotypes of African uh, Americans, like, but they're owned, they're not owned by these record labels, or they're not owned by black people, but they're pushing this perception of gangsters and uneducation and splurging and spending. Like, let, let's talk about that, because is that not the same thing? Rather than have this how you say this flesh and blood puppet that sold its soul you have an artificial intelligence so i see i see no difference there okay but what are your arguments on that and then, so it's like I, I told you about the use of the n-word mm-hmm. it's like black people and that's how we choose to identify mm-hmm. there's this idea of equality we want equality but only we can say the n-word what's your stance on that mm. me personally um i try not to use it as much i do use it um obviously in a familiar setting like you know amongst people i'm really close with mm-hmm. etc um, I try not to give that word too much power outside of community, even though I don't agree with people using it, because my theory is, well, my understanding or thoughts, if you use that word, be ready to die for that word. That's how I think. Because what comes with being able to use that word, what comes with that word is you can die at any time, <laughs> basically. Uh, and, from, and such is life. Yeah. So... That's how I look at that for other people using it. Um, as far as what you're talking about, it's been in a lexicon for so long. I I don't mind it just being our word per se, because we don't have much anyway in world in the world right now, to be honest. I can see that can change, but that's like only Unfortunately, that's one of the only things we do have that's ours, and, and it was the only thing they cling to. It's a yeah. silly thing they cling to and the, and and defend to, and it's like again, it's only that's not a quality when you 
have special you can have special exceptions so uh, I gotta push back against that like it's exploitation is exploitation you have a lot of educated people who don't speak like that but they're performing songs to perpetuate this stereotype and I think again it's the same thing as this artificial intelligence it's just you have flesh and blood puppets you have um you have robots but yeah you mentioned before like we gotta go more independent hold on hold on okay go ahead i'm gonna throw this in i don't look at the word as far as when it comes to equality like that to me doesn't match up because as we've discussed on this program that doesn't affect equality. Like the other ways that Black Americans are affected as far as equality, far outweigh just the word. So I, I would counter what you were talking about, but I do agree with most of what you said. Just that part kind of is like, nah, that's not gonna fly with me. If you really want to talk about equality, it's a matter is you don't just get equality for asking. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You don't just get equality for asking for it. You get equality by, you must take it. And right now in America, let's be realistic. When you evaluate all the facets of power, black people do not have much. And the ones that are in power are controlled. Sure. So it's like, um, Equality is <laughs> we need to our culture is one of asking and I don't know we, we, I, I believe changing the, the foundation of, of music mm-hmm. and from our kids and their mindsets and then that is how we can we can change it and, and change the balance of power but um, I'm just, uh, you know, square. I don't really listen to all this stuff, so I'm just evaluating it from the, from the outside. But, but you have, so it's not like you're not familiar. So Yeah, yeah, and I see the game. I see the game. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, we're going to talk about that bag, though, like how okay. it advances. Mm-hmm. Like, they give, you, they give these young kids money, mm-hmm. and then they F it up. They F it up. They may run, know how to run a little organization. They know how to sell a little weed, a little coke. But when they throw a couple mil into their hands and they're saying, hey, now I want you to do this waterfall project and deliver these, uh, deliver this at the end of this timeline and meet meet budgets and, and timeline stuff like that, they F it up. So somebody whispers in their ear, like, yo, we got out of bread. We're not going to make it. What do they do? They got to flip it. <laughs> They, they, they absolutely the best way they, they know how and that, that's into that game you know about that life and sometimes projects swap mm-hmm. from a risk perspective mm-hmm. and um, artificial intelligence managing a, a virtual entity is a bit, bit easier than uh, a regular one but yeah I'm ranting long enough on, on that what are your thoughts um, I'll push back on some of what you said on the last part with the advance. I would say I will give this newer generation credit how they move. Even though I don't know the minutia or the delicate details of these contracts now, I can say usually when they partner with a major label, they already have their fan base. They already have their infrastructure. They already have their marketing, their merch, all that stuff. They're really going for distribution distribution really and obviously to get into places like radio like mainstream radio for those uh spins so i would say the kids are savvier but i say i will say in tune with what you're saying with the ai is the next level of what's going to happen and i also want to bring this up how is this going to affect every other genre of because it only seems to be just one fucking genre. We got country, we got jazz, we got rock. So is it going to oh, affect? Oh, it's not exclusive to hip hop. We we discussed yeah. on the show how it pertains to. Uh, they're going to use it for actors, right? 
Like, mm-hmm. if you could sell your face and your image and your words, and they could have this actor make movies for, for forever. But I wanted to add one caveat I forgot is, <clears throat> I see, as you mentioned, this generation is independent. Cool, I, I salute you. You know, the, the, the generation before was, there's a lot of traps. But we do need to be independent, but we need to dabble in tech because tech is is dabbling in you meaning like everything that that we build like mm-hmm. our biological creativity is at risk so if you don't know how to manage that own that tweak that build that artificial intelligence guess what people who don't look like us are going to be creating immortal puppets mm-hmm. you know <laughs> that are going to be perpetuating and an agenda that we do not control yeah and that is very fortunate and that's been since the created creation of the music industry especially in america we've always been exploited for our talents and ingenuity and everything like going back to shoot james brown and like jazz and blues all that stuff so there's nothing new i think the time is because of technology is the difference now mm and social media, like those things. And then seeing what happens to our legends like Michael Jackson, Whitney Houston, Prince, like you're seeing what happened to those three. Like you can just look at those three as like a case study, like Sam Cooke, you know, very influential, all about the independent, right? All of a sudden out of here, right? So, those are case studies that I happen to look at, especially in, in black music. Um, so we'll see. Um, it's very unfortunate. And this is the thing I always was fearful of is the loss of the loss of humanity as far as the arts, language, things of that nature. That's one of my biggest fears with technology because it's something beautiful about human creation like you said biological uh, creativity or ingenuity like that's that part does scare me about technology that is almost going to be erased and then where does that put humans i was getting ready to ask that and it's like everything's being phased out jobs can be phased out with tech right art can be phased out with tech and so it makes me wonder what is everything for who will it be for who will be here listening to artificial intelligent music. Who will be here admiring artificial intelligent art and all this machine stuff, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, while we're on the AI, let's talk about that creepy video you sent me with the lady. How do you feel about that? Basically, I give everybody an overview. Um, a lady recorded, um, before she died, recorded like responses to questions, I guess from her grandson or her son or something like that. He questioned her for like a few days. I'll and grab then, a charge real quick. Be right back. Okay. Um, Keep going. Okay. So he questioned her for a few days, put it in some kind of program, and then when she had a memorial service, um, she was able to answer the questions, et cetera, et cetera. So the question is, is it ethical? Is it morally ethical to do this moving forward with your loved ones? Would you do that? Um, have AI response um, clips and videos to express how you felt about things after your passing. So I thought that um, it's kind of the future, it's coming anyway, but it is a little creepy and it's a little weak. And I felt like it takes away the sacredness of death and transition. I think there, my absence. Yeah, no, I think there is a beauty to death if it's not tragic, obviously. To finality? Yeah. It depends. Mm-hmm. I think that great people should be immortalized. And if they have the, how do you say, the faculty to, what's the best way to say it, make decisions or advise then um yeah sure why not let me put it to you in in this perspective right okay would you rather have a uh, 
don't know. Pick your your most your favorite historical figure. Malcolm X. <laughs> so would you have rather have a Malcolm X flavored um, artificial intelligence, or would you rather have a Abraham Lincoln? flavored artificial intelligence. That's a no-brainer for me. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with Malcolm X. So then there is a, a use there's a uh, there's a use case for this. Yes, for your average person do they it, it, I can see that being a bit creepy where you know you have this yo grandma so what's up grandma? but I'm not against that either. If that makes someone feel comfortable and if to some extent they believe there is a ghost in the machine and they're talking to uh, a version of it, why not? But in the, the use case I mentioned before about having like, oh, I'm going to have, uh, man, hey, what, I, what flavor AI would, would I like? Genghis Khan? I'll get back <laughs> to you on that. But I, 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 I admire it. I see it's in its early phases of it. I see why it's creeping people out. But um, AI is coming. Better to have it with some personality than to just have this bland machine that's just like cold and and what have you. Um, Also, the other fact with technology, why black folks and other ethnic groups need to be heavily involved in tech is it doesn't have a ethnic lens when it comes to technology. We are overlooked in the program, et cetera, et cetera. We're overlooked and even so far as that artificial intelligence has the stereotypical they all look alike artificial intelligence is 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 displaying these characteristics in facial recognition and when facial recognition is being used for crimes or as evidence as crimes or even probable cause this is unacceptable we need the same precision at every other race or there's only one race or but every other group of people has mm-hmm. um, and if we don't have representation in this space then guess what you think that uh, certain people are, are racist now wait till their killer robots have the pre-programmed uh, perceptions of you wait till their systems have that pre-programmed perception it, it's going to be on a whole nother level so yes dabble in tech because it's dabbling in you agreed um the other thing we're going to talk about is japan starting to get their arms up starting to build up how do you feel about that and we kind of talked about this but i got a perspective for you i want to hear what you think okay give me a moment and my phone's dying i was irresponsible and i did not charge it prior to our uh project so i gotta reposition it so i can touch you know what i'm saying we keep it we keep it gutter <laughs> keep it thorough rest in peace prodigy you know it r.i.p qb cool 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 this will do it still All rolling right. keep the show yeah. rolling all right, you said we're discussing Japan, yeah. and they're um, they're changing their whole military structure. So, if you want to get the whole history lesson on like post World War Two and whatnot, um, basically since they surrendered, when they surrendered World War Two, they kind of chilled out. Was like, yeah, we got a self defense force, but we're not like gung ho military industrial complex. We got something to defend ourselves, but we're not like cool you know like not like us you know obviously or china or russia etc but current day because of the current events they like uh no i think we need to go back to that so that's what we're talking about yeah and i want to emphasize on that too like we we gotta throw in there that the united states government nuked uh, them twice 
Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, that that this was before their their surrender, and mm-hmm. I still take that into account. The the only times that nuclear weapons have been used in in war, and I, I think it was that level of assertion is what forced them to submit to those terms. Mm-hmm. Because you're like, take Germany for instance, right? We whooped them, beat them. World War One, World War Two. They still had a formidable military. They still do to this day. But it's like, um, Japan was not offered those terms. It was like, yo, boom, unleashed hell on earth. Vaporized one square mile. Mm-hmm. Millions? Of, is it millions or? Uh, uh, I think I it would might say thousands, maybe millions of people yeah, died, thousands. People. But as a result, nuclear wet winter fallout, whatnot, maybe over a million deaths. But yeah, force submittal. Subsequently, mm-hmm. yo, you can't have no, cannot have a formidable army because mainly because of a sneak attack, the so-called sneak attack on uh, on Pearl Harbor. Yeah. And shout out to you know to World War Two. It, that was a, a real conflict. However, there are sources that say there was critical intelligence that had the opportunity to prevent, if not mitigate, the damage of the, the sneak attack on Pearl Harbor. Sounds like another event, <laughs> September 11th. Well, it was an opportunity. It did provide an opportunity to get into another war parallel war, military industrial conflict, blah, 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 yeah, you know. But anyways, the, the big key takeaway is that we beat them so bad that they could not have a military. And my experience when I was in Iraq, Japan was it was either Kuwait or somewhere in the Middle East mm-hmm. I was at. And like Japan was there, but they had nurses. They did not have combatants. And mm. for civilians, a combatant is someone who carries a, a, they carry a weapon and they can lawfully engage the enemy. The Japanese, they didn't have, a, they didn't, the medics, they didn't have any type of sidearms or, 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 or rifles. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, that was a testament of that treaty from World War II. And I was in Iraq in 2007, and that still stood. Current day, what they're talking about is like disbanding that and heavily mobilizing a military. Fair. You have North Korea popping a boom. They got that popping over. Uh, you know, I get it. He he fires nukes, detests missiles over Japan's airspace all the time. Now you have Taiwan. The conflict with China and potential conflict with China and Taiwan, live fire artillery going over Taiwan, but still within the uh, the airspace of Japan. So this whole pacifist, we're gonna sit and let the American military, whose uh, recruitment is at an all-time low, uh, ha- handle business. They, I don't think that's flying. So I understand their sentiment to, uh, you know, to, to mobilize. It's just a matter of a they lead in robotics, kick butt technology. Could they become another superpower that could? I mean, it's not like I'm worried about it, but you bring that up. And it's interesting the position they find themselves in based on their history of being pretty ruthless in the Asian world so do elaborate they basically used to whoop china's ass like was destroying korea like pretty much they were running asia back in the day can i inject one small caveat the advantage they had was the samurai sword the koreans were known for their wooden swords china had something else but that katana blade was a technological advantage in warfare I'm done. Oh, nice. Um, so I look at this also as the chickens coming home to roost in mm-hmm. the Asian world. 
just like we talk about America, what we've done, colonization, all this kind of imperialism, just like Europe, everybody's chickens are coming home to roost, basically. This is what it's boiling down to. That's an interesting way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, and considering how close the allies we are to Japan, and that's like one of our last footholds over there considering what China's doing to maneuver. Um, so it's what, Korea, South Korea, and Japan, really, and then Australia for whatever well, they can. You recall we gave tactical command to, or the United States gave tactical command to South Korea. Mm-hmm. Like remember before it used to be like PACAF command would run any type of conflict or war. And now it's like uh, PACAF. When was the changeover? I'm trying to remember. Did it happen while we were there or no? Maybe before I got out. Okay. You got out what, 2010? 12. 12, okay. Because I got out 08. So, okay. But um, my, my question is, as you mentioned, because this uh, the strategic location is critical for American warfighting capabilities, do you think when... One, do you think that like America and other allies are going to say like, okay, cool, and permit? And two, do you think they're going to do? Do you think that the American forces could stay in Japan? I know the Japanese government has emphasized at nauseum how they wanted to rid uh, the island of the the Marines, but do you think? <laughs> this would be an interesting time to see my strategy I've been talking about for years play out. I'd be very curious what that would look like if we say left Japan. Um, as far as Japan doing what they do militarily, I mean, at this point, what are we going to tell them? Like, they got to defend their homeland. Yes, I, I agree. And that would save us money as we are in a deficit. Again, it's just like when you create monsters, as that's essentially what you're going to when you arm and fund, uh, uh, it, you may have to tend to that, i.e., uh, you know, the Taliban. And I mean, uh, the former, because didn't the historically, did not the United States CIA work with the Taliban? you know, to uh, indirectly fight the Soviets. Well, not only that, but to get keep eyes on the ground, human intelligence for other terrorist organizations because they're in the region. So mm-hmm. it's a lot easier. They know the languages. They know the big players, the movers and shakers. So until we backstab them, so of course, because we get greedy, we don't think long term. We be thinking I- short I know, uh, you know, Afghanistan was your conflict, and, Mm -hmm. like, what do you, the perception of, and I was speaking on the old world Taliban, like, because they are, they seem to be striving to change their image and to uh, instill some sort of stability. What are your thoughts on the region and right now? Uh, it's a little tricky because I can understand them wanting to preserve their culture, considering all the invaders in their in their land, and they've been kicking their asses out, right? At the same time, with modern times, I feel like they need to figure out a nice mix of how to modernize while still keeping their traditions. And also, it goes back to another thing I always say, we shouldn't occupy countries in the first place. We should go to the table to talk and let countries run how they dictate and figure out what our mutual interests are and go with that and roll with that. And you can't push democracy on people. You can't push all this stuff on people because not everybody operates like that. So, okay, so, so then let, let's, pause, let's pause it. You said you can't push democracy on people, right? Mm-hmm. So that's Middle East. Same, same thing that you said. Uh, mm-hmm. But with uh, looking at the Russian-Ukraine conflict, mm-hmm. America just be like, yeah, let's 
let Russia do his thing, or mm-hmm. that's how they're choosing to rule by, I mean, by invasion. I mean, it's base. I mean, it's basically a proxy war anyway. Um, upgrade America style, though. Yeah. Let's just hypothetically, you know, thought experiment. But do you continue this thing though? No, see, this is the thing. This is what bugs me. Russia just want to be a part of the club. That's what it really boils down to. That's why they're lashing out. I don't think so anymore. I think they want to create their own club. They're buddying up with China. Which has always been in the past. That's not new. No, 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 no. It's not just that. They're buddying up with China, but Saudi Arabia is buddying up too. Well, they got to hedge their bets because of what they do in our relationship with them. So it makes sense for them to hedge their bets. So hedge their bets, it's not even like... It's like roulette where there's no black or red. Like, mm-hmm. if you don't have to hedge your bet, it ain't hard to tell. What does America really have to offer when mega, mega utility producer Russia is joining forces with China has all types of manufacturing and they have the infrastructure for their, their first CBD. They're, he's, Vladimir Putin is mm-hmm. already <laughs> forcing European nations to deviate from from OPEC standards, mm-hmm. meaning like, yo, you buy my, you buy oil in dollars, you buy oil in dollars, like mm-hmm. that was the standard. That's why they knocked off Gaddafi. That's why they, they knocked off Saddam. That's why they, they, people who do this, they they come after you. But it's like, if you're too big to fail, like, yeah, Iraq was yeah, it was a conflict, but it's not a it's not Russia. Could you imagine counterinsurgency on a uh, on a nation that, that on the largest how do you say the largest country? Mm-hmm. Is it is it not? I think Russia is. It, no, well, I mean Africa should be the largest, but Africa's a is is a continent. It's, yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. Oh, you're saying just country-wise? Okay, country. country. Like, the country, the nation uh-huh. that controls the most land. I would say it's Russia. Would it be Russia? Yeah, probably. But, I mean, they only populated in, like, this much of it. <laughs> so, um... I'm not saying Iraq was the size of, of New Jersey. I could be wrong in scale. But it's not the... If a nation falls, you know, occupying force, you gotta go through, just sweep through the whole thing and order, discipline, every country, mm-hmm. every city and whatnot. Like, I don't know. This thought experiment. Yeah, nah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but it goes back to what we've been talking about, what we've been pushing to upgrade America 2.0. We just gotta get back domestic. Like, I just saw news reports saying that. California pushed a bill or a law that everything's going to be electric by, I think, 2035 or something like that. So they're not going to make any more or accept any more gasoline engines or whatever. Something like that. I don't have the full details. I just caught like a clip of it. I don't want to hear any of that legislation Mm -hmm. talk until you have a hard solution for these lithium batteries. Because that is the that's the backbone to this, uh, to this, you want electric vehicles. Moreover, let's talk about beefing up the uh, the grid, the support, this continuous pull of, of you know of wattage to charge EVs. And then it's like, moreover, it's like, how are you going to power the grid? Are we still powering any of it with coal? Because if, like, all you're doing is burning coal to charge an EV, then it's just, like, no gasoline but more coal burn. Is it, is it nuclear? We How much nuclear power do we I, need? I, I don't know. I That's don't know. something I do too. I don't, I don't, I, I like the hybrid approach. Like, I think you gotta, when did you say their target was? I think they said, uh, I could be wrong. It was like either 2035 
something like that or 2040 some somewhere in there i thought because it was real it was real quick right now the chances are if you have a lithium battery it might come from china by, by some but i think we discussed some of the lithium uh yeah, or not. Oh. There's that sodium thing, but it's not in production. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but, you're talking about uh, where we can get it domestically. Lithium. I think you said like Argentina or somewhere yeah, in South America. Like, I think it was like that yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I yeah. like the idea of it, but it's like some. Um, we're talking about um, a new concept on built building on a new concept on ancient architecture. I do believe that the the way to do it clean and green is consolidation. You lower the square footage, you lower, you reduce the footprint, and live and eat in in the community, you know, where your food is grown and all that good stuff. You you could do that, but you lose power just by moving power. So if you have to move power miles and miles and miles and miles, it costs power to move it. But if power is consolidated, I don't know. You want to know a fun fact? Go ahead. About population and whatnot. Mm-hmm. All 7 billion people can live in a space, in a square space, smaller than New York City. Huh. Okay. So, and I forget, fact check me if you will. I forget the analyst that, that provided that data. That's but I'm proposing that if it's smaller than Beirut as well, or is it Bahrain? I forget the two, but the New York City fact stands. But um, if seven billion people can live in a square space, smaller than a, a, I believe it's 16 miles, 16.7 miles square space. Mm-hmm. I don't see why the 250,000 homeless people can't live in a four mile space. Skyward. That's the dream. Hey. So speaking of real estate, we stumbled across, you sent me the clip of Breonna Taylor, how mm. a detective said something about falsifying the warrant based on political uh, ulterior motives as far as tied in with gentrification and in eminent domain. So as you have experienced stuff that you've shared on the program, with these new developments, how do you feel about the Breonna Taylor case? Like, how, how do you look at it now with this oh, new... Oh, man. Um, wow. I actually made a comment because it was this was very great journalism, bringing that to to uh, you know to the world and breaking it down. Because for one, it's just like yeah, you look at the incident by itself, what occurred was messed up. But now when you look at underneath this lens, it just broadens the scope of police corruption. I had a hint, but I had no idea that it could be leveraged like that. So uh, to our upgraders out there, this is just my interpretation of From the Hill. They do very great journalism. And they're talking about how a statement was falsified to, uh, to pretty much do this this raid at Breonna Taylor's boyfriend's place. I don't want to get too much into the weeds. A task force made it look like a certain residence was drug-related. Long story short, it was all to obtain the real estate for like a dollar. And then it sold on the market for like 17 stacks or something. Uh, I'll, I'll do my best to drop the link in there so you can fact check and, and draw your own conclusions. But the bottom line, it, it's, it stems down to gentrification. It was linked to a real estate project. And again, it's, 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 it makes me 
want to to harm it to the extent of corruption to this level like wow i had a hint i had an idea had no connection uh you know i just assumed this was just 30 cops just some sort of incident that that, that went wrong I, i don't know i didn't approve on, on the no knock warrants at all i think uh you know on both sides no evidence is worth the risk of life you know so it's like you want to talk knock what's up oh you got a warrant okay cool let's discuss but kick in the door waving the full four no you, you get both sides it, it that is a that is not best practice unannounced in, in a neighborhood that could potentially you know that could have crime Again, how this is linked to that all boils down to real estate is mind boggling, mind blowing. Yeah. Man, as I was listening to this, I was like, I was just disheartened and just like, just dismayed i don't i don't even know what to call it anymore i'm just like really like we already deal with gentrification which you can see both sides of it right (laughs) gentrification is not necessarily bad if done responsibly but it's not right um and seeing that this was already egregious already on top of that I'm thinking about what your frustrations where you're dealing with what you, where you live on top of just historical examples, especially in the black community where all our property has been snatched, all our farmland has been snatched, et cetera, et cetera. Like it's just continuing that tradition. Then this woman lost her life over that. On top of that, already, it was just kind of like, I don't even know anymore, man. It's it's to the point where <laughs> I don't know. I think law enforcement has put themselves in such a precarious situation to where if you even roll up to people's houses, would you fault them for just go ahead and busting them out mm. at this point? Because you don't know what they're coming to do. Wouldn't that be self-defense at this point? I would advise our, our upgraders, like in that event, call 911 on the cops. Mm-hmm. At least have them on the line and have a recording and be like, yo, there's some suspect looking cops. I don't know what the heck's going on. I don't, that's my best advice. In addition to, you know, keep yourself safe at all, all yeah. means. Yeah, because I'm just sitting here thinking of what other recourse do you have? And that's a great, that's a great best practice for uh, black folks in America and other ethnic groups to do that. Call 911 when cops are at your residence or whatever, or even on a traffic stop, call 911. And I believe uh, we mentioned that on here before, mm-hmm. and that's why I said I would, I would apply that same to there too but at the same time if it's for some I believe there's a lot of states that are doing away with the noise complaints they're doing away with the, with the petty things so it's like even if it were for such matter don't answer your door like I don't and possibly being being black and in certain neighborhoods just the presence is enough for uh, to draw police and in the, when those events occur, it's like, do you have evidence I'm committing a crime? Oh, no? So then what are we talking about? I'm not identifying myself if I did not commit a crime. I'm not opening my door. Have a good night. Yeah. And shout out to the intelligence agencies. We know you're listening and watching. Happy Sunday. Um, and, um, yeah, I do want to uh, mention to, to these guys, too, that I do have some concerns mm-hmm. of... Uh, of with this blue life uh, sleeper cell. Now that it's linked to, because uh, I can only imagine they got flags, those flags plastered all over their, uh, their rooms. But um, 
similar instance, this could be replicated mm-hmm. to seize real estate across uh, across America. So you you all should keep an eye out for that. So, yeah, that's unfortunate. Um, speaking of more real estate news, uh, I moved not far from oh, where. Oh, up, word up. Um, I wanted to share this with people. So moving is stressful. Like I'm exhausted. Um, but with a little preparation and organization, it can be smoother than you think. First of all, I want to acknowledge that technology has made moving way easier. Like I was able to change it, huh? They're upgrade America. Yeah, I was able to change my address. What two three minutes online? Bloop, bloop. Change you know bank info. I suggest that you change bank info, job info, um, bank job, maybe Amazon if you use that a lot. Mm, yes, indeed. Change all these addresses first before you even like. As you get closer, especially, change those addresses so it's less you have to think about. Um, Downsize before you start moving. That helped me tremendously, and I'm pretty minimal. What do you mean by downsize? So stuff you don't need, sell, donate, trash. Mm -hmm. Okay, right? Plus, you want to come into your new space with a more refreshed, start from scratch kind of vibe, right? Book your moving truck or whatever van if you're going to do it yourself as early as possible. Because when I went to pick up mine, I was lucky enough to get there at the right time to have mine because the person after me had issues because the truck wasn't returned from whoever was using it, yada, yada, yada. So make sure you're on top of that. Be there on time in case something like that was to happen so you're ahead of the game. And definitely Um, get a dolly. Yes, uh, if you can. Because uh, yeah. if you don't, if you can reserve one, get one. Because yeah. it's good to have a truck, but if you pull up, you gotta move a couch and what fridges and whatnot. You don't have one of those, you have a fun time. Luckily, it wasn't too bad, and luckily, the, I had to go upstairs. Um, just two flights. Um, nice workout. <laughs> so, nice, nice. I feel everything. Um, uh, you really only need one person, and I suggest if you can move loads before you move the big stuff, if you're doing it yourself, move your loads with purpose. So I did probably four loads of stuff in my car packed to the brim, sorting this stuff out. As I each day I was sorting stuff out, putting stuff up, throwing stuff away, boom, 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 done. By the time Saturday, I started like Wednesday night. By the time Saturday got here, I was pretty much done. Like, um, I'm pretty much settled in. It's, I'm just waiting on some stuff like that. I would suggest if you have the extra money, hire movers. Especially if you got small kids, pets, all this kind of stuff. Hire movers. Spend the money. I think it's like, uh, yeah, go I ahead. like that approach, too. My mm-hmm. back is not uh, looking forward to another move. Yes, I'm probably going to give away most of my stuff next move or sell it or whatever. I tend to like donate. I don't really care about selling stuff. I don't want to deal with the hassle. Um, They have many uh, organizations like Salvation Army. It's a veteran organization that picks up furniture and stuff you don't want. Um, I forgot the name of it. Um, If you do do it yourself, definitely do project management and spread it out over like say seven days um clean the last place you left you know you don't have to do like top to bottom but make it at least decent um with your new place definitely do some recon start learning your area uh commute to work kind of do a test drive hey how long if you have to commute to work um yeah, stuff how fast like that. long it's gonna take yeah um so, so far, everything is smooth. It's pretty smooth. I got seem to have decent neighbors. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, other tips I learned from this move. Uh, just be minimal. You be, Believe it or not, you don't need a lot of stuff. Like, you, you really understand how much stuff you have that you don't need. And I suggest you get rid of it, like, as early as possible. So, it was an exhausting... 
emotional. It was emotional because I was at my last place for five years. A lot of memories there. So uh, next step is uh, go ahead and get my castle built. So I'm going to get the blueprints, buy those at some point, and then look for a place where I want to build. And that's the next step. That's going to be my last move. So, yeah, that's well, pretty I much it. That's how I feel too, man. Like I would like to get into that, uh, find that next spot where I want to build and and have that HQ. Absolutely. So base, would you say? Oh man, um, that's really it. Any other news? I mean, football season is upon us. College football for me, so I'm excited. Um, Next week, Labor Day weekend is all the big games, so I'm really excited. Um, that's it on the tech journey. Um, I'm I'm almost done. I'm gonna start studying for my next cert. Um, it's been kind of chaotic because I've been moving and job stuff, so it's been a little. But I'm still on track. Um, and I was thinking about um, going abroad before the end of the year, probably December. And I do need to make a trip to your location as well. I was thinking about that too. Yeah, yeah, because I've never been there. You know, I want to get my black and yellow, black and oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to see what's up. Yo, let me know. We down. Yeah. Plus, they got good. They got great food up there too. I heard so. Who's um? Who's decent? I mean, it's not. It's not Florida, but I'm saying I would still oh, like. Man. Yeah, yeah. He spoiled me. <laughs> that I would not. I never had chicken and waffles like I had. What was that place we went to? I'm trying to remember where we went to. I took you to a vegan spot, a Jamaican. Yeah, you took me to this huge. The chicken and waffles was like that big. Ah, it was kind of like down by the hotels and stuff. Um, it must have been I drive. Yeah, I think it was. Is that where they had? It had like they had like a big tractor in the. Uh, yeah, um, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Hash a go go. They had yeah. this franchise. They had this franchise in Vegas. I think that's the only other place. Yeah, I forgot I took you there. <laughs> bro, that was. Yeah. Bro. You haven't had chicken and waffles so you had them at Hash a go go. Oh lord. Yeah. I haven't been there since probably I took you. That's the last time I've been there. You got other places like Kiki's is another place that's like very common around here. First Watch is good. That's another common breakfast place. Man, I might go to eat breakfast somewhere. I'm talking about all this food. <laughs> Yo, um, we uh, had a lot of great eateries in, in Orlando. Absolutely. It's great. They have outstanding customer service. Uh, you have to here. Um, not saying it doesn't exist where you got shitty customer service, but more than likely you're. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and White House great food, man, with the customers, with the customer service. Nah, the the food scene has definitely grown here. Um, since I've been here, definitely. Um, we got almost every food here. I would say, yeah, I would say internationally we have almost every food here. <laughs> Uh, anything else? Any uh, encouragement, philosophy, words of wisdom? We're gonna we're gonna end this thing off nice. Again, the, the mantra is yo dabble in tech because it's it's dabbling in, in everything that that we do, and um, you know it's art. You can still merge art and technology together too, and. I suppose finding a, a way to do that is, is a great way to bridge the two worlds and to, uh, and, you know, keep humanity and, and technology, you know, alive, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Follow your dreams. I always got to say that. <laughs> and then I, I wholeheartedly mean that. No matter where it takes you, and it may take you to, it may take you to a low point just so you have to go to a high point and like when you are in that low point if you have to tell yourself yo i'm on the path i have to trudge through this low point to get to that high point and it will all be worth it if you maintain that attitude and you know view life objectively you'll get to where you need to be and growth is scary 